Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What is your favorite road trip snack? I'll give you a minute. Think about it. Okay, mine hands down is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. They're the perfect road trip snack. You have the protein in the peanut butter that keeps you going, keeps you strong, keeps you ready to drive for hours and hours. And of course you have the chocolate, which sugar, sweet, caffeine, wakes you up, gets you excited. It even is shaped like a steering wheel. You cannot beat it. You wanna pull over now and get some peanut butter cups, don't you? Well, you better do it because you and me, we're about to go on a 5,252 mile long adventure. We are driving from Pennsylvania all the way through the United States. We're gonna cross Montana into the border of Canada where we're gonna drive past wildfires, grizzly bears, and finally make our way over the border into Alaska. That's right, Homesteady's Alaska Off-Grid Challenge has begun. Here's a little sneak peek of what you have to look forward to throughout the entire Alaska Off-Grid Challenge. We are headed to Alaska. We decided to take up the off-grid challenge, challenge our family to see if we could spend an entire summer living way remote in an off-grid cabin in Alaska. Enjoy the experience and make it the entire summer. We made it. To our destination, I've never seen the cabin before. Definitely am nervous. Yeah, first impressions, the cabin's a little bit rough. Definitely some nervousness, definitely some like, oof. This is off grid for real. <laughs> Very small, surprisingly small. Okay, this is, right now it's pretty awful. How are we gonna do this? How are we gonna not hate this? I don't like the way it looks. It's ugly. 
rain and low clouds only 52 degrees this area has already picked up about an inch of rainfall very very rainy day somebody told us summers in alaska were gorgeous i don't think alaska got the memo this year the roof is dripping Today. Half an inch of rain today. Which it means, rained yesterday. We can't get out. The road is mud. So today was the closest we've come yet, I think, to uh, tapping out. <laughs> I was like, can't do this anymore. What What is your biggest fear about going to Alaska off-grid? Running out of water scare you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything you're afraid of? Bears. Bears? Look at the size of that track. One, two, three, four, five big claws. Bears. Bears? Probably bears. Oh yeah. That's a grizzly. I always worry about emergencies. Uh, it's kind of why I'm, I lean towards being into the preparedness and prepper, prepper kind of mindset. Right, yep. the grid, I even work in the electrical industry. <laughs> if it goes down, there's nothing a single person can do about it. Don't even try. It's not that I want to demonize any particular piece, but rather I want people to consider if I'm using a machine to accomplish this task, what is it robbing my life of in the process. Laundry in a pot. Oh. And then see see how we do washing by hand. Priority one for me to set up today. Place to poop in a bucket. <laughs> it is suck. a really hard, hard cabin and hard. There are hard, lots of hard days right now. I think we've fancied ourselves. We're homesteaders. We're homesteaders. We're, We're, We're hard workers. Laura Ingalls Wilder, your Pa Ingalls, right? <laughs> we hunt, we fish, we butcher our own animals, we raise our own meat. We are not as tough <laughs> as we thought we were. Oh, this is not going to be for YouTube. Oh, no? <laughs> no, this is about us quitting a weekend on this thing. <laughs> I mean, all right. Are you running from something that you're afraid of or want to avoid, or are you running towards something that you desire? And so often it's people that they don't really desire what's here. They desire some mythical ideal related to it, but that's not what's actually here. We're thinking like, if, I, if I'm not, if I don't have electricity, my life will be more peaceful. If I don't have water plumbed in my cabin, I'm gonna have a better life. If I don't have laundry in my cabin, I'm gonna have a better life. This is all, all things I thought. And I don't think that's true anymore. Are you excited for the Alaska Off-Grid Challenge? This is going to be presented here on the podcast as an audio diary. You're going to go along with us from leaving our home in Pennsylvania, traveling across two countries, arriving in our off-grid cabin, and then you're going to get to live week by week as we experience this off-grid life, the ups and downs, the trials, the hardships. And we're going to share with you everything we've learned about off-grid life and eventually talk about how it's affected our plans for the future. 
There is so much in this series. I've been waiting a long time to share it with you. Unfortunately, because of being off-grid in Alaska, it was very hard to produce this series, so I'm sorry you had to wait so long. But it's here now, and today you're going to enjoy the very first audio diary episode of the Alaska Off-Grid Challenge. This audio diary comes primarily from the YouTube episode. We've converted it to be a podcast. Of course, if you want to see everything, the best experience is watching this video on YouTube, but I understand there's a lot of you in the podcast audience who just don't watch YouTube videos, and I don't want you missing out on this adventure because it was incredible, so we're converting it. If you enjoy this style of episode, please leave a review and let us know. That way we know to keep doing this. We know that you'll like it. Leave a review, love five stars, and tell us, hey, I love the Alaska Off-Grid Challenge series. Keep it up. As long as we see you like this, we'll keep producing these audio diaries of the Alaska Off-Grid Challenge. Now, for the first chapter in the Alaska Off-Grid Challenge Diary. Picture this, a forest of spruce trees. There's a small clearing, and in that clearing is a tiny, green, A-frame cabin. My big white van slowly pulls up to the cabin for the first time. Well, we did it. Oh man. From Pennsylvania to Alaska. We drove the entire way. And right there is our off-grid cabin. We're gonna be living off-grid right there. But we can't jump into off-grid life yet because if we do, you're gonna miss the entire journey here, which included road mishaps, grizzly bear encounters, That's a grizzly. Outrunning the Canadian wildfires. Your route may be affected by Eastern British Columbia wildfires. And trying to pack everything that we needed to live off grid into this family vehicle, which honestly was probably the scariest part. And that's where our story starts. Way back in Pennsylvania in my garage. This episode of the Alaska Off-Grid Challenge is called Speed Bumps wildfires and bears oh my hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right i'll do it. sign up now and you'll get unlimited for 15 dollars a month in six months of paramount plus essential plan on us mintmobile.com slash switch upfront payment of 45 dollars, equivalent to 15 dollars per month unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month face lower speeds videos at 480p active mint customers by 531 24 get six months of paramount plus essential plan auto renews after six months offer ends may 31st 2024 separate paramount plus registration required terms and conditions apply if rated pg I spent like two whole entire days packing for this trip. We were coming here to Alaska to live off grid. That means no public utilities, no electric company, no city water or sewer. And although the cabin we're coming to is already built and has some basic amenities, we didn't know how much of them were actually gonna be working. So we wanted to make sure we brought everything we needed to survive off grid and anything else that happened to be working when we got here would just be a plus. We were coming in a caravan, this vehicle, plus my parents' pickup truck. So I spent two whole days packing this vehicle and my parents' truck, getting everything just right. It's amazing how quickly that all can be unpacked when you forget to close the tailgate of a pickup truck. We stopped for gas, checked something in the back of the pickup truck, and I won't mention names, it wasn't me. Somebody forgot to close the tailgate of the pickup truck. Well, I guess now is as good time as any to start the 
start this vlog. Already I've uh, caused a major traffic jam, had a tailgate open up and lots of stuff fall out of the truck. All our stuff, coolers, luggage, was strewn about the Pennsylvania highways. A cooler had fallen out of the back of the pickup truck, some luggage, my dad's work boots. What kind of shape is the boot in? Oh man. It's fine. Uh, no way. It's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Can work another day. <laughs> all right, let's go. A good Samaritan saw all this stuff falling out of our truck, gathered it up, and actually waited at a sheets looking for us to give it back to us. The cooler even still had like perfectly good soda in it. There's still broken. cans. There's still cans in it. <laughs> right here? Right there. Yep. This is going to be a fun journey. Fortunately, we had this good Samaritan come along and help us because my uncle's passport was in his bag. Uh, this is my uncle Dennis. He was one of the travelers in our caravan. Mom and dad, who you've seen on the channel many times before, also joined me for this trip going cross country. And the fifth member of our fellowship, Farm Pup. We're gonna be living here in bear country and we did not wanna leave our farm pup back in Pennsylvania when we knew he'd do such a good job protecting us, keeping our area free of bears. We had to bring him along. Five of us were off on a cross country adventure and the goal was to get all our stuff, our necessities from our home in Pennsylvania, across the United States, through a little bit of Canada and into Alaska. And the goal was to make as best time as possible driving cross country to Alaska because Kay and the kids were planning on flying in 10 days after I left Pennsylvania. And I wanted to have a couple days here at the cabin to get things ready and make sure it's cozy for them when they arrive. Okay, so maybe at this point you, like most of our family members, are asking, Why are you guys doing this again? Not too long ago, we announced that we're going to be building an off-grid home for our family, but we wanted to get some experience living off-grid before we built that home. And that's what the off-grid challenge is all about. While we're in Alaska, the land of the off-gridders, we're also gonna take some time to interview experts, people who have been living this way for years. We're gonna learn as much as we can from these off-grid experts. Let's get back to the road trip because we still have to talk about the bears. So we tried to make as good as time as we possibly could. That said, we did have a couple stops along the way that we had planned, and one of them we hit right away the very first night of this drive. Sweetwater Sound. Kay wanted to get me for our 15th wedding anniversary, which is this year, a brand new guitar. So we figured, you know what? The world's largest music store with an entire giant selection of acoustic guitars would be a great place to stop, and so we did. All right, guys, look at That's the electric guitar room, drums, bass room band, orchestra, and then the acoustic room's over there. It's incredible. I've never seen such a big music store with so much selection. I took two hours playing all different guitars from $500 to $5,000. Not that I could afford a $5,000 one, I just wanted to play them. I love the sound of that Martin Dregnaught with that sun-kissed finish. Looked beautiful. It was the prettiest sounding guitar in the room and it was in my budget. 
And it was so cool because the salesman actually turned out to be a home study viewer. Quinn is a big fan of home study. He's been watching for a long time. He's planning on starting his own farm. Quinn, thank you, man. I love my new guitar. And it was nowhere near $5,000. Sweetwater Sound, if you're near Fort Wayne, Indiana, check them out. They have an amazing store. Ask for Quinn. Tell him you're uh, part of the home study community. And Quinn, I hope you get your farm up and going soon, man. Send me pictures. So the next few days... We're on the road and things are going pretty smoothly. Uh, there were a couple big landmarks we're gonna be driving by that I had never seen before and we had to stop and see. I feel like this is one of the first big like Western landmarks. This is the Mississippi River. I've never seen the Mississippi River. It's like, we're, we just crossed it. We're like headed West. So up to this point, we've had a uh, pretty relaxing, easy drive, and we're starting to really get into some of the western states. There's a, like a problem arising in this journey, and it started this morning, we looked outside, and I know a lot of you across the country are dealing with this right now, the smog from the wildfires in British Columbia. The haze, the smoke. In Pennsylvania, it wasn't really bad for us. This morning in Minnesota, it was pretty thick. Where we're headed is actually British Columbia. So we started looking into the routes and where the wildfires are and where we're gonna be driving. And it looks like some of the major parts of the Alcan Highway, which takes you from you know, the lower 48 up to Alaska through Canada, are being affected by this. This might get a little interesting as we head into BC. As we had been driving west for a few days, we had drove through some of that wildfire smoke, which I know so many of you are probably dealing with across the country even still. Fortunately for us, the smog lifted as we entered South Dakota because we were planning on going to see Mount Rushmore and it would have been a big bummer if the president's faces were covered in wildfire smoke. Now, if you're not all up to date on American monuments, here's Dad, Homestead's resident historian to help you out. Each president represents something. Do you know what each president represents? No. I know, well, I know who each president is. Oh. Lincoln, Roosevelt, okay. Jefferson, Washington. Okay. And what they represent, first president. Well, you're right there. One, one is the birth. Ah. One is the birth of the nation. Okay. The nation. One is the... Freeing of the... Uh, Lincoln is the... Uh, what do you call it? He saved the, the union. Oh, he saved the okay. union. All right. Roosevelt is... Uh... Parks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lost my train of thought. Roosevelt is... Uh... Thomas Jefferson does this. Right. Now I forgot. <laughs> Cancel. We'll have to edit. Edit it. It'll look <laughs> better in the edit. edit. Now you made me forget. What do we got? The birth, growth, development, and preservation. Dad remembered eventually. <laughs> now, Farm Pup has never been off the farm and I didn't know how he was gonna do in big crowds at these different places, but I couldn't leave him in the car. 
We brought him to Mount Rushmore. Uh, this is really funny. While at Mount Rushmore, they were filming something for the national parks and they had Guy Fieri there at Mount Rushmore. I'm Guy Fieri and we're rolling out, looking for America's greatest diners, drive-ins and dives. Let's just say of the two of them, Farm Pup was the most popular guy with frosted tips on Mount Rushmore. I'm just Thank saying. You. Oh, yes. Yeah, I oh, yeah. I cannot tell you how much he looks like one of my dogs I've had. Oh, yeah. I have got to take a picture yeah, of him. Yeah, My wife's going to freak out. You want us to take He was so well behaved that they actually made him a bark ranger officially. This is a very important moment. We are now officially awarding this dog a bark ranger tag. Yay. It has been a good puppy this whole time at Mount Rushmore, so they are now officially a bark ranger. Does that you. give us validated parking? <laughs> <laughs> it does not. I'm sorry. All right. Good job. <laughs> so far, pup's officially a bark ranger now, and I'll be honest, it kind of went to his head. Anybody want to watch an episode of Diners, Drive-ins, and Doggy Bags with me? Yeah. If you want to see a pretty great mashup of my German Shepherd and Guy Fieri. Head over to my Instagram, Homesteady Show. It's in our feed. You definitely want to catch that. Give us a follow while you're there. You may or may not know this, but the only way we're able to produce our show is thanks to the Homesteady Pioneers. While we were in Alaska, we were busy recording videos, interviewing experts in the off-grid world, but we could not release these videos onto YouTube because, well, <laughs> off-grid. And no internet. Yeah, no internet. No, we can't even internet. do like a hotspot kind of thing. No. But you Homesteady Pioneers, you made it possible for us to produce this series. And so as a way to say thank you, every episode of the Alaska Off-Grid Challenge, we're gonna have a live streaming viewing party. We're gonna watch it live together. We'll be there afterward to answer your questions, talk about off-grid life, Alaska, homesteading in general. Just a great way for us to get together, enjoy this experience, learning together, and hopefully help us all get further along in our homestead goals. Last bucket dumped. I can say confidently, I don't think I'll miss that. It's gonna be a lot of fun and I really want you to be able to join us. So we're gonna do a really good sale right now. We're gonna give you a year long membership, four months for free. If you sign up for a year now, we get four months for free. We're join our community. Our goal for the Alaska Off-Grid series is to bring in a hundred new homesteady pioneers to our community and actually spend a lot more time working together towards accomplishing our goals. I look forward to seeing you at the release of the next episode. And of course, you'll have access to the entire Pioneer Library with all our commercial-free extended versions of our podcasts, videos, classes. You're going to love it. Click here to join. <laughs> this is going to be fun to watch. <laughs> to make it north into Canada, we decided to go through Glacier National Park, which was so beautiful. If you're ever up in northern Montana, definitely something worth seeing. One of the prettiest drives I've ever seen in my life. Stand up on the rocks. You can see why they call it going to the sun road. Oh, is that it? Yeah, because we're climbing towards the sun. You know, you think about it, you're climbing and climbing and yeah. climbing. We're in Glacier National Park right now. It is tight and this van is wide and huge. There's been a couple of bikers along the way. 
We may have hit one or two of them, but right. the world I, needs less bikers than leotards. It was, a speed bump. It was so. absolutely a speed bump. We we hit nobody. <laughs> so tight. We got back on the main road and just had a beautiful drive through Montana. We pulled over, cooked ourselves some dinner by a riverside, played some music with my brand new guitar. I like that. When you hit the... Uh, it felt like this amazing, wonderful cross-country road trip, which is what I was hoping. I got to spend this time with my parents and my uncle, and uh, it was really, really special. That was kind of the last night, though, that it felt like a really nice, relaxing road trip. As soon as we crossed into British Columbia, things started to get a little bit hairy. I guess you could get a picture of a snow top and tell the rest. Make a U-turn. All right. Um, so interesting, interesting turn of events. We just uh, had a bad change of plans. We we're about to head through Banff uh, National, Park. National Park up in BC here and turns out it is snowing heavily. So we have to find a new route. This will be interesting. Turns out even in June, you can get some snow. All right, so we're right here right can now. Can you we're believe we're getting snow? Yeah, I can. The temperature was dropping like crazy. I know. That's why I said to you, if this keeps dropping, we're gonna hit snow. And this, this vehicle does not do snow. Yeah. Alright. So... And that actually messed us up. It made us reroute a whole day. And it made it to the point where we had to take the Alaska Highway to get to Alaska on time. And that meant driving by where these wildfires were raging. I'll be honest, I was really nervous about that. We have to take a detour. Different direction. We're actually heading back south, which feels like awful when you're trying to drive all the way to Alaska to turn around and go south. About a five hour detour, kind of lengthen the trip a bit. Get around the snow, hopefully all the snow. This weather, I mean, it's it's June and they're getting heavy snow on some of these passes. So I guess you gotta be ready for anything. They have a couple apps that you can download that'll tell you like where the wildfires are. Each morning I check and see as we were getting closer and closer to where these wildfires were. And finally it came to the day where I knew we were driving through an area where they were starting to evacuate some people. All right, big day today. Hopefully we don't have any more snow or wildfires, which sounds like a funny combination to be worried about at the same time. but. That's, I guess, traveling through British Columbia in the summer. You can have both feet of snow or a wildfire to contend with. Your route may be affected by Eastern British Columbia wildfires. As we got closer and closer, you could see the smoke. You could smell it in the air. Then we started driving by fire trucks, helicopters going towards the fires. This feels kind of like a race right now. It's really stressful because we're trying to get past this point of the Alaska Highway and the smoke from the wildfires are all coming this way. Oh, this was supposed to be like a nice relaxing drive through Alaska, viewing wildlife and everything, and now it feels like, uh, like come on, we gotta push, we gotta push, we gotta get past it, get past it. We saw two bears today. We didn't even stop to take video or another. Just like, oh, bear, keep going, keep going. At one point, we got to a strip of the highway where we looked down and we could actually see a huge plume of smoke. You can see out there to the west, there's a fire. So we're not gonna stop through here, we're gonna just keep going. 
Fortunately, we were far enough away that it never really felt like we were in any kind of danger. But my nerves were at like level 10 all day just till we got through that section, got north of the wildfires. Uh, so for anybody who's watching who's being affected by those wildfires, whether it's the smoke or the fires themselves, I hope we get some good rain soon and put them out. That way none of us have to worry about it anymore because honestly, that was the most stressful part of the trip. Wasn't even as stressful as all the bears that we saw towards the end of the trip. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Something's bugging him. The bugs. Of the black flies, right? Wow. What Looks in like the world? He's taking a dump. There's a bear poop in the woods not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> did you get it? I can sure get it. Sure did. There's a bear poop in the woods not all the time. Sometimes on the edge. As we were approaching Alaska, we came through a section of the Alcan Highway that is very, very desolate, very remote, full of wildlife. And I was really excited about this. Black bears, grizzly bears, I've seen very few in my life. This section of the highway did not disappoint. And actually, <laughs> as exciting as it was, it also was a little nerve-wracking because the last day of travel into Alaska, we were having a really hard time finding a place to stay. Nice, good one. Boy, we are racking up the bear yeah. stats. Definitely. So we're talking about uh, possibly having to camp out tonight because we are driving and not finding a place that we can stay. Nobody's got room. And uh, while we're driving, looking for a place to stay, thinking we might have to camp. That's bear number three in the last two miles. Yeah. It's feeding time. And hopefully we're not on the menu. <laughs> Meat's on the menu, boys. And it was looking like we might have to actually stay just, you know, camped out on the side of the road in grizzly country. In uh, what is the most Alaskan highway twist of fate, uh, we just stopped where we were going to stay for the night. They have no vacancy. No vacancy in the campground. And the gas pump shut down at 8, and it is, well, we got it was 8.15. 8 so we have no ability to refuel, no place to stay, and the next place is an hour long drive away. So we're making the gamble that maybe we'll have vacancy at that lodge. It's a gamble. We'll see when we get there. Uh, we might be spending this night in the vehicle, who knows. Also, we were warned by a fellow traveler uh, that the road is full of, as he put it, bison. So The road is rocky. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. Just beware of the bison. That's it. Here we come. The bison, check that out. Bison, bison. a roadblock. Oh boy. So much for uh, making good time. Bye. Oh man, they are all over the road too. Bison, bison. Look at that man. Just walking around. Exactly. Eating like cows do. Like our cows. Just uh huh. Look at the babies. Little calves up on the right side. All right, pup. All right, pup. We're cool with these guys. Let me know if 
That's a first. So many firsts on this trip. First bison, first uh, grizzly bear, pronghorn, pronghorn, uh, those mule deer. Uh, what about sheep those sheep? We also saw this mama grizzly and her cubs about a mile from where people were parked on the side of the road and sleeping. Oh yeah. That's a grizzly. The last place we made it to after driving for 700 plus miles, they had a room for us. We got checked in at the room. We got a good night's sleep. The next day we made it into Alaska. It was on our eighth day of the journey that we crossed into Alaska. We did it. We did it, Pop. We drove from Pennsylvania to Alaska in one week exactly. And I'm exhausted and we wanted to stay near the border, but they were full, so we have to drive all the way to Toke, which is another like two hours of driving. And the worst thing of all is they're doing construction. I guess when you, land, when you work in a place where it's midnight sun, you can work all night. And they've got us just stopped here on the highway for like like, I think we've been stopped here for 10 minutes already. While we wanted to celebrate, we were still really trying to make good time. We actually parted ways with my uncle right before we got to the Alaska border, and now it's just me, mom, and dad, and we still had a couple days of driving to get to our destination, the off-grid cabin. So we kind of pushed hard through Alaska. We got to see a couple more beautiful sights along the way. We finally made it to Alaska. Now we're at the final last uh, last day of driving to get to our final destination. Yeah. So it would just be nice to be settled in and just yeah, oh, and can stop and enjoy yeah. the beautiful scenery like this. Yeah, this amazing scenery out here. We have been driving so hard and so fast to try to get to Alaska in time. So that final day of the drive, we took a couple nice pictures. It was cool to just take a few moments to commemorate this amazing achievement we had done. Me, mom, and dad, way back when I was like 15, mom and dad wanted to drive cross country with me and my sister. And you know, life throws curveballs and we never got to. So you never know when you're gonna get another chance in life to make a you know trip of a lifetime. Uh, it was kind of neat. Me, mom, and dad got to take a cross country road trip from Pennsylvania all the way to Alaska, which is something we probably never thought we would wind up doing. Got some really nice travel time together. And I uh, just want to take a minute to say thanks to mom and dad for joining me on that adventure. Also, my uncle it was a lot of fun having him along. Trip of a lifetime. Never forget all those things. It was so awesome. Uncle Dennis, mom and dad, thanks for being a part of that. Uh, me and Farm Pup really enjoyed it. That brings us back to where this episode started. I'm pulling up to the cabin for the first time. The bouncy road, all dirt. Feels like going down this road, you feel like, yep, going off grid. This feels like going way off grid. <laughs> Do you catch that? That nervous laughter? Yeah. 
As I drive further and further down this little dirt road in the middle of nowhere in the wilds of Alaska, I start thinking, wow, what have we gotten ourselves into? That first impression when you get dropped, uh, it just feels like, wow, look at this, this is a lot. If you're a homesteady pioneer, there's a link in the description of this podcast. It'll take you over to episode two right now. It's commercial free and it's an extended version. After you watch the episode, you'll hear some extra stories we shared with homesteady pioneers, little behind the scenes content, and some questions we answered. If you're not a pioneer, consider becoming one. There's never been a better time. With this series, every single episode, we're gonna have a preview party that means we're going to be live with the pioneers watching the episode before it hits youtube or the podcast answering questions and sharing behind the scenes stories it's going to be a great time to get to know us the other pioneers talk about living off grid homesteading answer your questions i really would love to have you join us and that's why we're running a really good sale right now there's a link in the description below if you become a pioneer you'll get four months for free if you purchase a year-long membership we really want to get as many pioneers as we can to join our community with this series we'd love to have you link in the description below stay tuned for the next episode everyone i arrived to the cabin you're going to hear my first impressions and find out what we have to do to get ready for Kay and the kids' arrival. Okay, I'm happy with that. You guys good? That's a wrap. Good. I gotta go get some Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs>